0: Hello and welcome back to the Monk podcast. I'm going to keep the intro and outro on this episode real short. I'm uh, fighting off a cold as well as recording this one, uh, producing it on the road. So I'm using the uh, Apple headphones, which don't have the best audio quality. So we'll keep it short and to the point so you guys can get right to the interview with Trey from the Float Brothers. Uh, as soon as I was getting the wheels turning on the word podcast, the Float Brothers was one of the first people I really wanted to reach out to and, and get a talk to about uh, their program as, uh, as far as being veterans and starting an entrepreneurship uh, mentality and, and starting a business as well as what they're doing, which is really cool, not just because it's a float spa and floating is a new up-and-coming uh, therapy and technique for reducing stress and coping with our everyday nonsense, but... They also have a really great program going on for veterans in the local area. And I'll let Trey delve more into the details about that. But Trey is an Air Force veteran. He talks about his time in, and uh, as well as delves into some of the stuff he's dealt with with stress and anxiety. And we we talk a little bit about what's going on with our feelings and thoughts on what's going on with society these days and, and how to better find solutions for coping with stress and anxiety in everyday society. And uh, he'll uh, go into details about how you can get into their spa in Destin, Florida. So please give him a listen. So I'm here with Trey, the owner and founder of the Float Brothers, a float spa in Destin, Florida. I want to say first and foremost, thanks so much for joining me here on the podcast. I really appreciate you uh, reaching back. I reached out to you, but hit me back and, and being interested in doing this because i uh, uh, the Warrior Monk Podcast is new, and it's just getting off the ground. And uh, so I appreciate you kind of saying, hey, that's might be a cool thing to do and coming on the podcast. So first and foremost, thanks. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank yeah, you for having me. For sure. So first and foremost, I'd like you to uh, take a minute to introduce yourself. You're, you're a veteran. Talk a little bit about... Um, your time in the military, as well as uh, kind of what you're doing now with, with Float Brothers, and uh, anything else you want to you want to talk about. So please go ahead and give us an introduction to yourself.
1: Sure. Yeah, I don't I don't want to bore your audience with a, back, a complete background, but I'll we'll go back in time a little bit. Uh, my name is Trey Hearn. I I was born in North Carolina. Uh, went in the military. Uh, enlisted in the military when I was 19, and I went I got into maintenance, and I uh, was a maintenance scheduler. Uh, Did that for four and a half years, and uh, I was one of I was young and wild and crazy, and met a young, wild, crazy girl too. Then back then, and we were one of those tech school marriages. Okay, yeah, Uh, so yeah. So uh, experienced that, and then uh, we uh, shortly after we got married, uh, we got pregnant with my first daughter. Um, this was back in 2000, I enlisted in 2001. And so now we're talking 2002 timeframe. Um, I had my first daughter and in that, in that time, you know, I just, uh, didn't really, I mean, it was kind of, I got kind of got put in that position as an open general when I signed up for, uh, as an enlisted guy and, and they put me in maintenance and it wasn't something I really wanted to do, but I, I, I tried to make the best of it and, uh, had a pretty good Enlisted career, um, yeah, you know, I made staff first time, so that was cool, and got got put on, and then but uh, to get back, I had a, when I had my daughter, there was just something a motivation there to to just keep improving myself, and so I started going to lunch classes uh, every every you know all, uh, during the week, and then I go to night school. I did that for quite some time, got my CCF degree, and then uh, finished that up, and. Um, and then I just kept on going and plugging away towards my bachelor's. And I was very fortunate. I had some good supervisors back then. Um, master and hike, hiking, in if you're listening, appreciate it. <laughs> um, i give a shout out to that. Yeah. So the good supervisors Yeah, those good had. supervisors, <laughs> man. They, they can make a big difference in your life. Oh, 100%. And I was very fortunate to have a good one back then. And, um, you know, he pushed me to just keep doing what I was doing and, and to always take chances. And if you get, you know, and one of those was putting in my name for a commissioning program. So uh, I did that. I went uh, put in for the scholarship for outstanding airmen to ROTC. It's called the SOAR program. I don't even know if they still have it around now, but they uh, do. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah. And uh, well, that's good. Um, this was back in 2005. Um, I ended up getting picked up for that. So they come as a funny story. I, I was in, in my office and uh, my, my colonel, my commander, come uh, tacked on my. Staff Sergeant Stripes, and, and uh, not even a month later, they came back in with the bar, so that was pretty cool. Um, you know, I was just telling me that I got it, and then I ended up having to go to ROTC. So, with the program, you leave active duty, and went to ROTC. This was in, 2000, in late 2005, all 2006, um, to finish up my degree. I went to Charleston Southern University, mm-hmm. and I was a business major uh, there. And uh, so, when I got commissioned in December of 2006, I uh, got commissioned and was stationed here at Eglin so uh, you know start in, in my enlisted time just to kind of backtrack a little bit I was stationed at Whiteman Air Force Base to start with the B2s there and then went to RAF Lake and Heath in England mm-hmm. so I uh, did a few years in England and then came back like I said to Charleston um, having you know been from North Carolina it was close to home and got to go back to school and see family and then got the commission and then uh, came down here to Eglin uh, this was my first duty station as an officer, and I was very fortunate to be here. I can't ask for a much better place to be stationed. And, uh, you know, I got in, into my career field now, which I, I still do 12 years later, and that's in uh, contracts. So uh, acquisitions, uh, negotiate contracts for the government. So did that as, a, as an officer for four years, and um, due to... Uh, family situation i wasn't able to uh, and i'll go ahead and say that I was, I was going through a divorce and um at the time I had small kids I had two I had two had another girl in the meantime and uh so i have two girls and uh at that time it was i had orders to go to stay in and take my next assignment after four years and go to boston or or get out and be here and be a dad so uh they were the most important thing to me so i got out and stayed here and um it's been a great choice. I missed the active duty. I did go or, uh, straight into with no breaking service to the uh, reserves, uh, doing the same job. So I did that for four more years and then that brings me to when we started flow brothers. And, um, so I was in the reserves. I was at my 14 year point, I think at that time. And, um, it was just getting to where, uh, with my rank and the reserves and the, uh, what they wanted me to do, you know, my responsibility and, and, and how many, how much stuff they I needed to get done every day. And with the reserves, they cut us down from two days a month to one day a month, but they still wanted seven days of work, you know? Uh-huh. So it was like, it's something I had to give. And I was wanting to start this business and I had a passion for float brothers. And, and it was something i I've always wanted to start a business since I was in business school and, and this was an opportunity and something I was passionate enough about to, to get in. And so something I had to give. So I ended up uh, pulling chocks on the reserves and um, and went into civil service full full time and then trying to open uh, Float Brothers. And that was in 2015. And we ended up opening the doors uh, in January of 16. And we've been open ever since. Uh, and it, things have been it's been a fun ride uh, with Float Brothers. I still have my civil service gig and that's what I do, uh, on my day to day life. But behind the scenes, I do all the marketing for float brothers. Uh, initially I was the guy that kind of got it all set up, but my brother is, uh, the guy who manages the spa. We have a good team. Um, he manages the spa on day to day stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I handle all the accounting back end stuff and marketing. So, um, it's been a, it's been a fun ride and, and we've, We've been fortunate to, to start the business and we're helping a lot of people. And uh, that's uh, in starting the business. That was the main goal was um, there's two main goals, obviously, one for us to uh, find a business that we both enjoyed that would be profitable uh, so we could survive. And then the other is to make that business revolve around helping other people. And so if you got those two things, those were our two main goals. And, uh, so float brothers, and after experiencing in ourselves, uh, we knew that this was it and there was nothing like it around our area. So we decided to jump and we took the leap and, um, you know, spent a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of headache and stress. And, but in the end, uh, it's been a really fun ride. And I think we built a pretty successful business, um, and that's, that's helping a lot of people and that. Um, is helping our industry so uh, that's kind of in a nutshell about me i mean um, if you got any further questions i'd be more than happy to help but uh, or answer but uh you know that's kind of me in a nutshell from from 19 to now
0: yeah sure no i, I appreciate you giving, giving us the background on, on what you've done and thank you for your service oh, thank you, Lance, uh, and thank, for you sure. thank you what you're continuing to do because you're still you're still helping us out by making sure we're getting getting stuff that we need done on the on the <laughs> civilian side Um, so I guess my next question is, um, how did you find or get into floating and, uh, how did that kind of, what was the inspiration that, you know, was kind of, and you said, Hey, this is, this is what I want to do as the business. I want to, I want to have this place where people kind of come in and they just have time to do nothing in in, in a way. oh Absolutely.
1: I sure do. And, um, Chris my brother always has a uh, I always love that analogy that he throws out it's like um, you know floating is it's it's like meditation on steroids mm-hmm. it really is it's like there's no other place in the world where you can be or that we know of that I've ever experienced that you can be completely gravity free in the most quiet place you will ever find free of touch sight sound gravity there's just there's absolutely nothing like it, and you know you don't know what it's like until you actually try it. And when you when your brain, if you think about your brain um, as being a computer, and all the open tabs that we have all the time, right? We're we're constantly multi, you know, doing different tasks all the time. We're multitasking, and we're Uh, you know, it's always on overload and, and we don't even think about it most of the time, you know, whether it's just processing all the input we have from sight, or all the sounds that are going on and your brain's always filtering something out, whether you're aware of it or not. And, uh, and until you get into float tank, um, and you realize that there's so much going on that your brain is having to process. And when you pull yourself out of that, when you unplug from all that and you get into this environment, um, you're, uh, to me, I, I I feel like it's 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 a definite reboot of your brain, and you feel like you you you're able to use to tap into all these extra parts that you just are you know that have been busy processing things, and so there's like this extra processing power is what it feels like to me in there, and everybody experiences something different, but that's that's what I felt like when I first did it, mm-hmm. and so if you want me to, I'll back kind of back up and say how we got into floating. And sure. I think yeah, that was please. part of your question. Um, so, uh, I'm sure a lot of your listeners and, and I know you had mentioned it before we came on, but, uh, Joe Rogan's a, uh, kind of an inspiration in a lot of ways. There's some things that obviously that, you know, not everything he puts out is great, but a lot of stuff is. And, I, I, there's a lot of things that I like that he talks about. And he talks a lot, a lot, a lot about topics that, not a lot of people talk about and so one of them was floating and I would never heard about it sensory deprivation is another term for it um, and when he had mentioned it I thought man that sounds pretty cool uh, where is the closest one sure. and in the panhandle I start looking around and this was 2014 timeframe and there was the closest one was in Orlando or uh in new orleans
0: that's a that's a drive
1: yeah it is from here yeah and um so you know i kind of put it off the back burner like i'll do that sometime and then i um, it was probably two months later i was in the reserves at the time and i got a tdy to go to orlando and my brother had reminded me when i was there that you the float center's there you gotta go try that yeah so he was because me and him have both bounced around that idea after listening to that joe rogan episode and so um, I was like, all right, we're doing it. You know, I'm doing it. I'll, I'll as soon as I get in, or as soon as I get out, I'll let you know how it goes. And um, man, the first experience was to say it's life changing maybe a, a little overzealous, but it was eye opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably a, a good way to put it. I um, I went in, and I had read a lot about it prior to going, so I was trying to think about like intentions and you know, what am I going to think about in this silent, dark environment for an hour and a half? And um, so what I wanted to go in there is I had this idea and read about it that people, you know, a cool thing to do, in, to do is to go in with thinking about memories. So what are what are your earliest memories in childhood? Start there and then go from there. What are your, some of your memories that, we? you know, I remember this. I remember my grandma walking me across the street to... And this this will kind of this is what changed my mindset on the whole thing. But um, so I was trying to think of my earliest memories and I remembered my brother um, as a kid, you know, I remember like snapshots in time. You remember. So I remember him, you know, a certain age, like one, one or two years old. He's four and a half years younger than me. I remember like one or two. I never remember him. I was trying to think of remembering him as a as a baby, right? And so that was in my. I'm sitting there in the float tank, trying to think <laughs> of things to think about. And so I was like, "Well, let me just see. Is there anything I can recall?" And and I, I'd never thought of this memory before, but um, as, as I'm sitting, you know, as I'm laying in the tank, I mean, all of a sudden, man, I'm sit. I, I never thought of this. I didn't even know it happened at the time, but I'm walking across the street. And my grandma, I just see my, this vivid imagery of my grandma telling me, come on, son, let's go. We're going to go see your brother. I'd never recalled that before. Hmm. And so I'd never called that. And then as soon as I remembered that, it was like the synapses all connect to this new found memory in my head. And so the next thing I know is I knew exactly what I remember the, the way the uh, room was uh, where my brother you know, where my mom was at with my brother and my dad and uh, you know how the room opened It opened and it opened to the right, sure. and they were here and here, the bed was on this side and I could
0: all the details, so I, all the details mm-hmm.
1: that I had never thought about, nor did I know was even up, you know, in my head. So it kind of freaked me out a little. I'm like, I wonder if this is even real or is this something I'm just, my mind's just playing tricks on me and creating this new content. But so, but what I do remember is that, um, you know, uh, my grandma had walked me across the street and was taking me to go see my brother for the first time. So I was like, well, if anything, as soon as I get out of the float pod, I can ask my mom and dad, where was I when you had, you know, if I was with you, then this makes no sense. Mm -hmm. So, and I had and so I call my, I get out of the tank and I'm like freaking out a little bit. (laughs) Instead of calling my brother, I call my mom and dad. I'm like, what's going on? all right, I just got in a float tank and I'm, I'm kind of tripping out. I don't want to be, I don't want you to have any insight of what I'm wanting to ask. I just want to ask you, do you remember where, uh, I was when Chris was born? And like, uh, well, you're, we left to go early to the hospital and your grandma kept you. And so I'm like, okay. And then there, there, and I said, well, so what happened after that? After he was born, what happened? Well, she, brought you over later in the day and I'm like you got to be kidding me so then now I'm asking them about details of the room and everything laid out exactly the way I had remembered it and in the tank but it was a new memory and what I found is when I, when I had that new memory then it just became so much more exciting about this you know this this tank and what it can do you know if I can remember that and then so the next time I get in the tank, and the next thing I'm like, well, let me go back to when my kid was born, my first, my my oldest, my 16 year old. So, and then, man, the it, the things that you can remember, it not only brings back your memory. you can super focus on these memories, but it gives you the the actual feelings, you know, the emotions that you have. Yeah. Um. They they come flooding back with sure. that imagery that comes in. It's amazing, man. So I, I say all that because that's what really pushed me into it um it wasn't you know some newfound relief from something it was me op- my eyes opening to how much more my brain has to give than what I thought it did and so and there's a lot of stuff up there that we may not even not realize that we have in there so it was exciting it was a cool it was a cool thing that happened and then I called my brother I said look man this we got to make this happen I mean it was one of the coolest experience I've ever done and there's not one in our area you know does this make sense as a business and and so that's what we did and we you know we uh, we got together and we talked about it and you know we, we started said once we made the decision this is gonna happen that's where we where we went and we uh, and then what was great is we, at, in the process of trying to start float brothers when you start digging into float therapy and sensory deprivation you start quickly realizing there's a lot more to this than just my experience of what happened with me with some memories right it's helping with a lot of different things and whether it be recovery for for athletes or whether it be uh, anxiety and depression uh, and the studies that have been done uh, on that um ptsd mm-hmm. um, and and how it's helping with that i mean when you start really digging into it and i'm thinking oh this is a cool business idea just from the cool experience i had but once you find out how much more to it it is and then not only that you know we're so stuck up in in the stuck in the rat race that we have and day-to-day and 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 keeping up with with you know social media and and all the stuff that we process through every day we we hardly ever take any time uh to to actually think about ourselves and internalize and and um and this gives you the opportunity to do that completely um away from anybody and anything and any distraction and so we don't get that often and so this is a way to to break away to get some meditation time to to more uh, realize our past in a way we can and then also we can help relieve some aches and pains and stressors that we have in our life so all that said uh, I know that was a long answer but that's how we started it and that's why we started it um, and you know it, it, once we open the doors we re- quickly realized that you know, my little thing that happened to me and how it benefited my life there it, is so small compared to how we've seen it help other people uh, since we opened the doors. And we can get into the PTSD program that we have and um, how we've been helping a lot of military folks with that and not just military, but a lot of folks with all different types of ailments that are getting a lot of relief. But yeah, that's kind of how it happened, Joe Rogan, and then spun off into that cool experience. And then we opened the doors Float brothers.
0: That's awesome. Thanks so much for, for sharing that kind of initial experience you had and and going into that history a little bit. Um, and I guess that it serves as a a transition point to talk. I guess I I should mention too, there might be some people listening that don't really know what, what we're talking about when we're talking about a float spa and what floating is. So for anybody out there who, who isn't familiar with it, of course you can look up images of it online and stuff, but basically what it is, it's a, a large tank that you lay down in and it's filled with epsom salt uh how many do you know how many pounds thousand pounds, thousand pounds of epsom salt yep,
1: and 150 gallons of water makes it 10 inches deep so um
0: yeah so anybody out there that's not comfortable you're not a swimmer it's not like getting in a in a pool or jacuzzi it's not like you're not going to drown in it yep um and you guys get the water to basically almost body temperature
1: yeah so the big thing with it with it is is you know we have a thousand pounds of medical grade epsom salt that we dissolve in these nine foot long five foot wide float pods and uh, they have you have uh, you have your own private room you have your own private shower uh, you'll rinse yourself off in the shower and you step into this massive float pod and there's different types of float tanks uh, we have pods particularly they mm-hmm. have big rooms they have little, coffin style uh, old school tanks Uh, but we have pods we found those are the most customizable for people because we want them to feel comfortable where they can open the door and open the, you know, they can open the lid of the pod. They don't have to have it
0: closed. right? Uh, Cause I know have... some people have claustrophobic exactly. yeah. kind of yeah. tendencies yeah. And, and that's the whole, the whole thing is about
1: getting comfortable, right? It is. Yes, it, exactly. And so the, the tanks are set up where there's, so the 150 gallons of water makes it about 10 inches deep. We have a thousand pounds of Epsom salt, that Epsom salt dissolved in there because we heat the temperature of the water to be around 93 and a half degrees mm-hmm. to 94 uh, that's the magic range and th- the reason for that not only does it dissolve the salt but also the outside skin temperature of our bodies you know the internal 98.6 everybody knows that but right. the outside ex- you know sensory touch is around 93 and a half to 94 degrees so that's a magic number when you're talking about heating that water up because you're floating on the surface uh, because the water is so buoyant with the salt that you instantly lay back and you pop to the top like a cork spine decompresses muscles joint relax and as I mentioned the the water temperature is matching the outside of your skin temperature so within about two minutes two three minutes or so you kind of lose feeling of the water it's right. a pretty wild experience so you're laying there gravity-free you're bobbing on the top of this water and then within a few minutes you can no longer feel it and so it's it's you don't see where your hands and the water meet you can't there's no difference there it's it's a pretty wild experience Uh, and Uh, yeah. And then the, the pods that we have, you, you can close the door and and if you close the door, the lights go off in the room within a few minutes and you can be in pitch black darkness, the cave dark, Mm -hmm. and you can't see your hand in front of your face. You can have your eyes open or closed. It doesn't matter. It's the same darkness. Uh, you'll have earplugs in and your ears float just below the surface of the water. And, um, so there's not, there's, it's hard to even tell you how quiet it is in those tanks. Because you have those earplugs in, but but then again, we've soundproofed these rooms, and and there's just nothing. If you don't want anything, you won't have to hear anything. I mean, we have music you can play, and if you right. want to ease your way into it, but um, if you want to really remove all your sensory input, you turn those turn that light off, and you turn the the music off, and and uh, you'll be in there, and you'll hear your eyelids blink, you'll feel the blood go all the way to your toes and back back. It's just it it's so wild. It's such an internalization of, of our body and Mm -hmm. and what we have that we take for granted a lot of, right? I mean, we just, all of our, everything's just processing all the time and we never even really think about it. And when you get in there and your heart's, you can hear in your heart, you can hear your heartbeat, you can hear your eyelids blink. I mean, it's, it's a different world. And, um, and, and, you know, a lot of meditations about, you know, thinking about your breath, you know, when people meditate and you're thinking about your body functions, right? You're trying to or or if you're if you're meditating, you're just trying to listen to the sounds of what's going on around you. There's different types of meditation and, you know, really, you're just you're being aware. And mm-hmm. and so the float tank gives you this sense of awareness that is is unmatched anywhere else. And, and that's what's made it so cool. And I think the uh, how. Crazy our world's gotten as far as technology and things like that over the last 20 years. I think it's it uh, when people get in there, it's a huge relief, and that's what we find by a lot of our customers that come out. It's like I haven't had any quiet like that in my life, or uh, you know, I that's the calmest I've ever been after I got out of the hour because I, I didn't have to do anything, I didn't have to process anything, yeah. I didn't have to. You know, no changing diapers, no screaming, no dogs, no nothing. I mean, it's just, it's, it's you, it's yourself, your body and, uh, you know, self-realization that, uh, that we're, we're more than what we think sometimes. So anyway, I, uh, it's a pretty cool experience. It
0: definitely is. I've only been, been to uh float brothers once. Um, it was about roughly a month ago. And, um, I definitely, you're talking about this whole thing of of being weightless and, um, decompression and stuff. And the first thing that. So I meditate on a pretty regular basis. Um, I grew up in a, in a household where, you know, you, you pray before meals, you pray before you go to you go to bed. And as I've kind of progressed through my life, I've kind of changed my, my thinking or what I do to be a little more meditative in, mm-hmm. in what I do. It's just kind of what's worked for me. Um, and so along with meditation comes breathing and stuff like that. So after I got in your tank and I was probably about a, a minute or two in and starting to focus on my breathing, um, the craziest thing that happened right off the bat, which almost like shocked me, is my back cracked about three or four times, mm-hmm. and it was just from that combination of decompression, not not having the weight of the, literally the weight of of the world, you mm-hmm. know, pulling me down, and then um, just a couple deep breathings, um, breaths, and managed to get that spine to decompress, and that in itself was worth the price of admission just to get that that right. that back release it was right. it was really awesome experience, and and plus so then once I was in there for a while, I got to, to going to more of a meditative state of thinking about, you know, reflection on, on the day or what personal goals are and, and things of that nature. But mm-hmm. it was definitely an awesome experience. And honestly, I can't wait to do it again.
1: Well, I'm glad to hear you say that. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, the athletic part of it is something that's kind of really taken off lately. I mean, when we first started, that wasn't really the, 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 you, know, you mentioned the, the back and stretching out your back and things like that, but uh, there's a lot of athletes that are doing it now. Uh, I, I know the Patriots and uh, the Saints and uh, pro basketball players like uh, Steph Curry. Um, he's got several videos where he's doing it. Um, J.J. Watt. I at I mean, there's so many that have been putting it out there lately about them using it because they're sure. not only is it getting that meditative thing, and they're self, they're visualizing for their game or whatever, whatever type of athlete they are,
0: which is which is huge. If there's actual studies that show the whole visualization part for performance actually statistically actually increases athletic performance. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely. And I, I complete. I'm a golfer, so mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I think of that too. I mean, I, I'm trying to visualize my shot, and I. You know, I could, and when I get in the float tank, I mean, I've never been that good at golf, but you know, to, to get in there and try to plan out my round, but I could see how that could help mm-hmm. athletes. And then the recovery aspect is, is a bigger one too, that we've recently had, uh, where, you know, they're just, um, the air force research lab has recently done a study. Um, and I can send you links to these if you wanted to put them in, if you got like show notes or what, sure, we got some really cool, uh, um, data points that I can send to you but the research lab put out a good article about um, w- studying their athlete they they're studying special operations folks mm-hmm. and they're studying uh, there it's a combined uh, and I don't want to say anything wrong about it because I can't remember all the details of it but and when I'll send you in the link you'll be able to read it further but it's something around Cincinnati University of Cincinnati is paired up with the research lab and Wright Pat and they're working together and they're using athlete data because mm-hmm. they're special operators. They don't have enough data, so they had to reach out to some other high performers. So they're using a lot of athletes from the University of Cincinnati. They're floating them in float tanks and they're trying to see how, if they're recovering faster after floating than they are other recovery methods. And they are, in fact, after their study was done, and in fact, they're recovering faster. They feel better and, and uh, quicker mm-hmm. recovery time. Um, and you know, a lot of it, that kind of stuff is is they're doing some data on it. it a lot of it's anecdotal, but I mean, uh, you know, as you know, uh, the uh, you know anecdotal stuff. I mean, if you feel better, if you think you feel better, you you'll feel better sure. and you'll perform better so uh, but there are some actual peer-reviewed studies as well since we're talking about studies there's a the Laureate Institute of Brains research is probably the biggest one they're the first ones to actually publish a study that has been peer-reviewed and that was for uh, anxiety um, and just a quick thing I got just so I don't misquote anything sure. uh, from Dr. Feinstein because I actually know him. Um, but he uh, runs the float clinic in the, in the laboratory at Liber and you know, I'll we'll give a link out, but he did a study, um, fifty patients that had some kind of anxiety disorder, and it was a diagnosed disorder. And uh, they did a one-hour float, and they tested them beforehand and after. They put them FR, fmri scanners on their brain as they're floating, so they get oh, to wow. see all of their what's happening in their brain sure. as they're doing it. And that what, in a nutshell, what they found was that the same um areas of the brain um that were causing the anxiety and stress were being reduced the same as an anti-anxiety medicine and they named it anxiety i think it was lords of palm i think is the name um but anyway you can read the read the research paper but it was essentially saying that one hour in a float tank is providing the same kind of relief in your brain um that an anti-anxiety medicine is doing for folks so it was really cool um it really helped uh, it really helped document what we already knew in the sure. industry and, and all the people that we had helped at our spa. Um, but it was really cool to see that come out. So um, yeah if you' if you're having trouble with anxiety and and if we have time, I don't, I don't know where we're at on time, but if we have time, I, I've had some problems with anxiety, um, high anxiety and, and debilitating anxiety. so um, you know floating has really helped me a lot mm-hmm. personally. With that, and uh, so if there's anybody out there that's listening and you're really struggling with anxiety or depression or panic or PTSD, then um, I, I definitely would uh, urge you to at least give it a try. You know, it's, it's an alternate way to medication that you may get some relief. And uh, if you're a military member, uh, we have a PTSD program that we have at the spa uh, where if you're medically diagnosed with PTSD, bring in your ID if you're a military or a veteran bring in your id uh or your dd214 if you're out and your diagnosis we're not going to keep it we just want to verify it to add you to the program sure uh you show it to us we'll add you to the program you can float for free in our spa we have three days a week set up for that on in our patriot theme room so we have a a room that uh that our wounded warriors use it's uh you know it's handicap accessible shower and whatnot and um, it's just a really cool spot to, to go and and we uh, allow uh, free floats um, it's unlimited and it's not we don't limit the number of floats you get uh, all we do ask is that um, you know you just you can't schedule more than one float at a time uh, so we and this program has been awesome so since we opened in January of 2016 we now have 144 was the last time I looked and that was about two weeks ago.
0: Wow. 144
1: That's awesome. military or veteran that are medically diagnosed that have shown us paperwork that are medically diagnosed um, and that float for free in our spa under this program. So, and they're, pretty and they're coming amazing. back. They're, oh yeah, it's, they're it's, frequently it's coming showing,
0: back. showing. They're showing relief for them. So they're like, yeah, this is a oh, huge gosh, improvement." Yeah, in, I, yeah. in what I'm feeling. So it's and, that, and yeah. that itself is. I mean, it's anecdotal evidence. But I think those numbers speak for themselves. That like, these guys and gals are are getting real relief from from this form of therapy. Oh yeah,
1: man. I it kind of tears me up a little bit thinking about some of the the experiences we've had. Um, just some folks that are just really, I mean, at a totally different level than I've ever experienced or seen with the trauma they've been through. Um, to come in, to, to not even look you in the eye, to to being so on edge that they can hardly walk around and be in the, in a room with another person, to coming out of a float tank. And then this isn't just one time experience. I mean, this isn't a life changing thing. Overnight, I mean, it's not. You may, you may have some life-changing experience in a float tank, but I'm telling you, them. If you keep doing it, and you, it gives you more and more time to be with yourself, more and more time to kind of work out your, because that. I've never been diagnosed with PTSD, but having deployed in Afghanistan, having seen some of the stuff you know that I saw, and I wasn't even in uh, anything like a lot of probably the listeners that are, are listening to this, but. I know. Bring. I think about it. There were so many times where I, could, I can't sleep at night, and uh, I constantly think about some of the images that I saw, and 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 how it hindered me at times to, to do anything. And and um and I see folks like that that are way way worse than I was, and they come in, they give it a shot. They made the first time. They may leave the pod lid open. They may want to talk to me on the intercom while they're in there, just because they don't want to be alone.
0: Sure, it's understandable. Um, it,
1: but after they continually do it there's uh, one in particular just keeps coming to mind you know just to give me that hug in tears afterwards just hugging me saying it's the first time I've ever felt that I can remember that I felt relief since all this happened you know and so there's there's just so many and that's just one story I mean it goes from the military member but then it goes and I'm thinking about uh, a lady that was uh, eight and a half months pregnant that comes in she comes out she's in tears because she can hear in the quietness of it, she can hear her baby's heartbeat over her heartbeat. That's incredible. And so when she comes out, she's like,
0: ah, this
1: is, (laughs) I just got to have this connection with my kid, you know, that he's been born yet. And there's things like that, man, that just, um, they just, you know, they pull the heartstrings and they, they make you, they confirm why you're doing what you're doing. If you're in the business, in our particular thing, we're in the business that we love it, man. There's not, you know, we don't make a lot of money doing what we do. And we, you know, sometimes barely making ends meet, but, it's more than worth it to to all the effort and time and effort that we do to have a float center in the panhandle, uh, it's worth it when you can see how much it's helping. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've been very fortunate that that program has then spun off into, uh, there's actually a refit program. Um, I don't even know if we've even talked about it, you and I, but there's a, we call it the refit program and that's done at Hurlbert. I can't, it's one of the intelligence squadrons at Holbert. I can't remember the what actual squadron it is, but uh, they have a they send their folks over. Uh, they give their uh, post deployment folks when they come back from deployment, they give them four floats. Nice at our spa. So, which yeah, my you know would hook me up. With that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's a uh, it's it's been cool. And so that they got a sister squadron that's coming on board now too. We've been doing that one for over a year. Very cool. Um, and so it's not just people with PTSD; it's people under stress that are getting a lot of relief yeah. and they're fun and their people love it. They can come over during a, uh, when they get back from deployment and take a day over at the spa and, yeah. and their units paying for it. So I'm it's, gonna, it's cool. I'm
0: definitely going to reach out to, uh, we have the, the PODIF at, at Herbert field, the preservation of the force and family, as well as the family, the family um, readiness, Airmen and family readiness center. Um, I definitely want to reach out to them uh, about, you know, being able to offer that to uh, you know, them to, to, to work with you guys to maybe offer that for more people. I mean, it, I'm sure you guys could appreciate the business. And oh, yeah. I think people coming back from from deployment could appreciate the decompression time. Too.
1: Well, that'd be awesome, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, what I'll do is uh, when we get out of here, I'll, I'll send you the the contact I have of the senior NCO that runs that refit program yeah. at that squadron. And then maybe you could reach out to them and maybe if they give you the data that you need, maybe you can um, you know pass it on to them. That would be helpful for us and helpful for a lot of people in those squadrons that uh, that can get to have future use of float tanks, for so, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to talk to. I mean, I, that's that's what I love, and and that's uh, is floating. But uh, I don't know if you want to talk anything different. We can, uh, um, or if you want to. Keep going down that rabbit hole i could talk about anxiety and depression and things like that
0: yeah well let's that we i think we should definitely transition to that if you're willing to talk about it because i think mental health is such a huge issue right now in in our society but I, before we do i just want to say thank you so much to you guys for offering that that program for for our veterans with post-traumatic stress because i think more and more uh, evidence is coming out all the time that the whole get, give them a pill and they'll be all right the kind of sedated yeah. type um therapy is not working for, for our guys and gals who are coming back after, after dealing with tough times. And, and so I think there's going to be more and more evidence about this coming out, that this is a, a, an alternative therapy that's less harmful in the long run and, and maybe more beneficial statistically and, and evidence with evidence showing that, uh that, you know, maybe, maybe not necessarily healing post-traumatic stress, but helping cope and deal with it a lot better. So, so thank you so much for you guys. Cause I, I know, um, from an entrepreneurial sense, I mean, you're, you're constantly weighing the the, the dollar and, and yeah. um, the fact that you guys are, you know, putting that aside for the benefit of, of your, your fellow military members, veterans. Um, it says a lot about who you guys are as, and, and your, your character. So I do appreciate that. But, and yes, mental health is well, huge you. across the, yeah, man, for sure. And mental health is such a huge issue right now. Um, I mean, for me being a, a security forces guy, I mean, we, we are constantly training for, active shooters um because it's it's prevalent in the society and i i know i don't want to i don't want to get on the um the political wagon and talk Mm -hmm. about you know pro pro second amendment versus mental health and all that kind of stuff but the there's a lot going on in our society with people are highly stressed out they don't know how to cope with it they uh they have anxiety there's way too much electronic stimulus there's so much pressure coming from stuff like social media that you know, people are only seeing, they're only seeing, uh, stuff online, and that that's the that's the good stuff uh, mm-hmm. that people experience, right? No one ever posts uh, a Facebook post or an Instagram photo when they're having their bad day. They only ever see the the time that someone wins the lotto or the, someone, uh, you know, is is uh, selected for an award mm-hmm. or someone is, you know, people only ever post that stuff online when they're having a good day, and I, and I and I think this is something that as a society in America and probably and globally, honestly, too, because it's we're not the only ones that are experiencing a generation change of more social media use and stuff that um, we need to start looking for these therapies of how to, how, how to deal with mental health. And I don't think that just taking a pill, uh, the easy button is, is going to be it. So, yeah, please, anything you want to share about the whole dealing with the anxiety and depression, please? Yeah.
1: <clears throat> well, that was a good segue to it because um, I, I feel so strongly about what all you just said um i i do think that we're just and i it's gradually hit me as i've gotten older and, you know I, and the more and more experiences the more and more things that i've processed in my life and i think all that just compiled together to uh you know to kind of break me a little bit in a little in some way uh in my mind and and so I, i'll tell you i uh, it was a couple years ago i was uh i was going through a really tough relationship um, with someone who had an addiction. And so I was always in the mindset that, you know, just don't do it, you know, just don't do it. You're fine. You, you'll be okay. Just, you, you know, fight it, fight the urge. You can do it, you know, kind of thing. And then, um, because I never had experience around it sure. and I, I never had it as a, been around it as a kid. I never was around it, you know, too much, uh, as an adult until uh, I was around uh, in this relationship with my significant other and and the uh, seeing all the stress and the things that I had to deal with on that and it wasn't just me I mean obviously she had a a really tough time and was dealing with a lot of stuff but the stress that comes along with trying to be a a caregiver to some to an addict is also really really difficult and when it comes to owning a business being a dad being a civil, civil service being a leader having people depending on you all the time and feeling like it's there's somebody that I mean you, you never can get a break from from all this weight True. And, um, and and then what adds on to it is like you said you're looking on your social media and everybody's happy and they've filtered their face out so they look flawless and they <laughs> you know they or, or, or they're posting all these good things and you're thinking man I'm in the deepest darkest hole and all these people are relying on me, and I just have nothing left to give. You know, I'm so tired. I'm, I'm wore out. I, I'm being pulled in a million different directions, and, you know, I've definitely experienced that. And, uh, and that was a few years back that I was in the probably the darkest hole that I've been in, and that was mainly just because I felt like, I was so zapped with processing everything and and trying to be the perfect, not say perfect, but you want to be perfect. You want to do the right things for everybody, and and at some point you just can't. And when it, when that started happening and I wasn't able to keep up with, with everything, um, I just, I started feeling like my self-worth wasn't there. Um, you know, like I'm a let down, um, I'm failing. I got all these balls in the air and now I'm dropping them all at the same time. And, and when it got to that point, I, it was weird, man. It was like, um, physically, I st- once i started going down that in a in a mental state that i'm hopeless and and things are, are bad um, physically things started happening i mean i was getting dizzy all the time i um you know i had these every time that something was happening i thought it was you know life or death you know mm-hmm. it was just it was weird you know and i never had these feelings before but you know it was like you know i, I would feel some, uh, soreness in my neck. And then I start thinking, Oh, well, that's my lymph node and Oh gosh, I must have this. And then it, it just, the anxiety started just manifesting to the point where it was getting where I, I you know, I didn't want to go to bed at night cause I would have these nightmares or I would, I would wake up, uh, you know, in these and be frightened, you know, or, or I would feel like, you know, I don't, think I want to go on anymore and things like that, so you know it got to the point where you know just life in general was just so hard because there's so much going on and and we put ourselves in these environments excuse me I got my nose running, man. Sorry. right it's
0: all right thank you for for yeah. sharing all of that i know it's it's not easy to talk about um talk yeah, no, about the, the darker not. days
1: yeah it's tough I mean and it's hard and a lot of times we don't want to talk about it, especially mm-hmm. when I'm active you know right. I was active duty camera or you know, a year or 10 years ago, you definitely wouldn't talk about anything like that. So uh, I'm glad it's opening up a little more uh, from what I hear um, in the military about being able to talk about some of these things. But uh, yeah, so I, I, I was on medication um, and I was on a, uh, an antidepressant for a year. And, you know, I, what I think it did is it, it I could feel how it changed me. It made me, it, yes, it made me calm but I felt like I lost, uh, it, it was just, I was kind of this numb feeling right. mm-hmm. and I didn't have the, all the things that started float brothers and all the creative ideas and the things that just gave me drive in life that were exciting to me were hard to come by. I couldn't, right. th- I would sit there and think and I couldn't get anything to flow and I felt like I was just numb. It was just, you know, and, and so, um, after a while I just had, I had to get off that man and, and I. It was just me personally not to say people should be getting off of it I think if you it's definitely needed it helped reset me in a lot of ways Uh, and you know I haven't felt as good as I do now in a long time Um, so definitely the the medicine at the point that I needed it came through when I needed it right Um, and floating and meditation and there's a lot of things that go along and like you said it's not a magic there's no magic pill I think if we can, you know, do other things outside to, to as an overall wellness plan, you know, to get back in where you want to be, Right. Um, I think that's the best way to go. Uh, but um, I will, you know, I did have trouble with weaning off the medication and the withdrawal symptoms that come with that. I mean, it's not just, I mean, there's so much that come up go on with getting on medications like that and, and the things it does to your brain. And there's so many times where I felt like I was going crazy, you know, and, uh, it's a, it's a tough road, but I, I just want your listeners to know that um, you know, that they're not alone if they may be experiencing something like this. I mean, it happens to so many people. And you know, um, if there's anything, and you'll see the link to this, but you can go reach out to me anytime. I answer all the Float Brothers messages. But if you need somebody to talk to about anxiety, depression, PTSD, or you know, floating and how it may help you, um, or you just need somebody to talk to to listen man I'll, I'll, I'm here and I've been through a lot in these years and I, I still got two teenage daughters so that that adds oh, you have to no, no stress life. from that side yeah. of your life at all I'm sure <laughs> uh, teenage daughters and boyfriends and oh my gosh so um, yeah I mean I got a wealth of things that I've kind of experienced and I'm 36 now and the 36 years this last you know, my adulthood's been kind of crazy with two marriages and two kids and uh, businesses and, you know, enlisted officer, you know, uh, commissioning. I mean, there's so many things that I'd be more than happy to help any of your listeners out with it and just to be a friend.
0: That's awesome. Thank you yeah. so much, man. Uh, on that whole thing, that's kind of the, the the whole thing we're trying to promote here with the Warrior Monk podcast is that whole that whole thing about balance and, and it doesn't matter what, you know, if you're a, a, a soft guy in the, you know, special forces Navy SEAL community, or you're, you know, just a guy who goes or gal who goes to the office for a nine to five. It, mm-hmm. If you constantly let the stuff stack up on, on your regular, your regular life and, and you don't have any way to balance it, any way to decompress, it does eat away at you at you. And everybody has a breaking point and it, you know, everybody handles stress differently. So some of us that's, you know, that's, trying to figure out how to pay the mortgage or the yeah. rent as well as deal with the teenage daughters going on dates and you don't want know when they're going to be back. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, want to find, find time to fix meals. And for some of us that's, you know, jumping out of a plane at 30,000 feet, you know, in, in blacked out conditions everybody's got that different point. But the whole thing that we're trying to promote is, uh, reaching for a, for a bottle of, of alcohol or reaching for a bottle of of pills or, uh, self-destructive behaviors. Um, you know, if you're using that as your outlet, uh, to seek your balance, you know, there's, there's ultimate al- alternate methods out there. Try yoga, try breathing techniques, try uh, picking up, picking up something like playing guitar mm-hmm. or, uh, or singing. Uh, there's so much more constructive stuff that we can do to help bring balance to our lives. And it's, it's something that I've, I've had to seek on my own, uh, in order to not, go after the destructive behaviors to find balance in my life. And that's really what we're trying to promote. And, uh, Hey, f- for you, maybe f- getting out there and going to a float spa, <laughs> you might find this is, this is my new, my new outlet that brings me back to balance. So, yeah. um, go ahead.
1: And from one of your last podcasts that I listened to and, and fitness is another one. And I know a lot of people listen to this, especially military members, you know, I mean, fitness is a big one, but, um, that's helped me so much. And I know it, you, I know you've mentioned it helped you and your buddy. It was on the last podcast. It helped him too. and, you know that's a big outlet then uh, so I think uh, yeah there's a lot of other things but a lot of times you know, in mean, army at least me in the military fitness was my go-to and I didn't know of any other outlet right that was the only, sure that was the outlet yeah and so there are a lot of other things out there that can that you can add to that fitness regimen that uh, can help you so you go you go do some fitness and then you go float and decompress and then you're in a totally different mental state and then whether it be uh, like you said, yoga or just breathing and meditation or, or just eating healthy. I mean, there's so many different things that you can do to your body to offset some of the negative feelings that you have. Sure. Um, so yeah, I appreciate you talking about that and I let, appreciate your time letting me express some of my, cause that's one thing I wanted to get on here. And that was one thing that just really felt like I needed to get across was talking about my experience with anxiety and, and the helplessness of depression and uh, our hopelessness of depression. And um, you know, be able to
0: get that across and let people know that they're not alone. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you you, mm-hmm. you bringing it to light. Yeah. Um, one question I like to ask. Uh, every, I've asked every person I've ever interviewed on the Warrior Monk podcast so far is kind of who who's influencing you right now, as far as uh it's whether it's an author, a book that you're reading, sure. or someone someone you're following on social media. But who who is kind of like a person right now that maybe i don't and it may not necessarily call a mentor but someone that who's kind of molding molding you and someone that you're following
1: um yeah so i mean I, well we talked a little bit about joe rogan but i yep. I, I like it and we kind of I think we were on the same page about it we like it when they when he brings folks on that are the smees we call them here in yeah. the contract subject, subject matter expert <laughs> and somebody that uh you know that that bring something to the table that I can learn really learn from mm-hmm. and so I love when he brings guests on so I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast and when he brings the some really good guests on there that uh, that have good insight that I can learn from and and stemming from that was one that I listened to she's called Sean Carroll mm-hmm. uh, so he's a physicist and uh, some people may like him some people may not but I mean for me personally I think he's he he has a really incredible way of thinking and it's very similar uh, I, I'm nowhere, you know, obviously I'm not nowhere near him, but I think we think along the same lines and sure. I, I relate to him. So mm-hmm. he's got his own podcast out there too. So, um, and he gets in the weeds with just systematic, uh, subject matter experts on things. I mean, whether it be, um, you know, uh, it, whether it be black holes he's talking about one day or whether it be uh, what is it bitcoin you know when oh, he yeah. talks about the with an expert in bitcoin or whether it goes to um, all different types of future and the uh, the the, the finance government finance system and and uh the federal reserve and I mean so every topics different sure but he digs into it with a does the research with a methodology like a scientist sure I still so cool. love that cuz when I mean, he digs in and he really picks these people's brains on you know what all they know about this topic, and, right. and I, it's one of the best podcasts that I listen to as far as learning something from um so that's one thing that I, I i do uh they he influences me a lot based on just learning from that but very cool
0: sean sean carroll, is sean carroll yeah. i'll have to go check yeah, it out he was on definitely joe rogan he may in. have
1: been on tim ferris as well but okay uh sean yeah. carroll I, he's got his own podcast now that he's spun off very uh, cool I'll have uh, to go because check of it how out. well he did on the joe rogan and people liking him so yeah check that out and um yeah the last thing i'd say is i i do like I'll, you know i was we're talking about nonfiction stuff when we we talk about that the systematic experts and things but uh, I do like fiction every once in a while to to get your brain off of of the normal day to day stuff and you go to a different world you Mm -hmm. know what I mean and uh, we talked a little bit about it but uh, you know Red Rising series uh, by Pierce Brown is one that I recently read and man, it was good and there's so many correlations to not only this new world you're in but how it relates to us and Political environment that we're in, and like a a class type system where the government's hiding things from you, and you're here. This is what you need to know, and that's where you stay. You stay in that position, and 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 do what you're told, and and uh, you know. So the, it was an eye opening fiction. And so, if anybody's interested, Red Rising series was really good. So I've uh,
0: heard that the the author has sold the rights to make a film out of it. Oh yeah, or a wow, film or a film series. Yeah, I, I I heard about it okay. probably. Over a year ago, okay. uh, when I first started reading, because I only read the first book, I, I want to get back into the series. But that definitely would be interesting. I feel like might do better as a series than a movie, because I feel like there's a lot of content in those books. Exactly. But, yeah. um, but either way, I hope I could definitely see the the potential for them to to really grow that. Oh, uh, I do too. As a, yeah, as a series I, or a movie.
1: I mean, I, I was I just finished reading, and I've been trying to get my brother to read that series, just because um, you know, there's, it, it talked to me in a lot of different ways. It, was, it wasn't just the world I go to, 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 read about it was, uh, there's so many things that are layers that we experience every day. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes a good fiction book too, is that you, you if you bring in, and you mentioned this prior to us getting on, on, on the podcast, but, uh, you know, if you can bring in people's lives and what they experience and the emotions that they have, whether it be love or or being a warrior or fighting or what have you I mean there's there's all these different things or it's political and the pressure you feel to get on this hamster wheel to make this money mm-hmm. you know there's so many different things that 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 the life that we're in the culture that we're in that that this book ties to so anyway that was a plug for that uh, but it was a uh, it's a good one and I think people would really enjoy it if they did read it but those are kind of the inf- things influencing me right now cool
0: very cool yeah um, so yeah we're if people are interested in the float brothers you guys are in, in Destin Florida uh, yes, where, where can we go Where can we find you where, where should people go look for you if you want to make an appointment swing by the spa
1: yeah so uh, floatbrothers.com real easy um, we we're lucky to get that one um, but you know so it's easy to find us there and you'll see links to we were very fortunate that uh, military.com wrote on a really nice article on oh, us. Very cool. yeah that was cool military one um, live happy quite a few national uh, publications uh wrote some really nice stuff on us which was very we were very fortunate for but there's a lot of links to it where you can learn a lot more about floating um they also have the the published study stuff if you want to dig into that um learn more about how floating can help you it's all there on float brothers um the big thing i would say is if you're if you're interested in in um floating for specifically for something like maybe let's say the ptsd program just give us a call we i mean our my folks um my brother works there most of the time but we have another awesome employee savvy who who's been with us since day one uh uh, we have another guy who's also named lance he's been there since day one he he he's doesn't work as much anymore but he does come in sometimes but the the all of our folks have been doing this for three years now and and we've seen people that come in for all different types of things and I think if if you're just coming in to relax just give just you can book online or your call us if you want but if you want us spec- to really specifically talk to, to us about what your issue is or maybe there's a, a concern or or maybe it's you want to really focus on something that you want to heal uh, give us a buzz because we probably have had somebody in there that has done it or felt felt that way and and we've heard how they felt after they came out and some things you might need to think about before you get in. So, uh, yeah, you can call us. Uh, it, easy to, If you just Google Float Brothers, we're the only one yeah. in the world. So it um, should be the first things on the page. And uh, But if, if you need our number, floatbrothers.com, easy to find. But give us a call. We'd love to talk to you, uh, and we'd love to get you booked for Float if, if you choose to
0: want to do that awesome yeah thanks mm-hmm. it's been awesome talking to you it's been a great conversation is there any oh, you too, last man. minute last minute stuff you want to bring up bring up or you address too. before we close
1: um, i was looking at our list here man I, I feel like we touched a lot of the stuff i know we dug deep in the floating but uh and i appreciate you allowing me to do that because i love relaying this unique novel thing that not a lot of people know about and me to be able to elaborate it from my own personal experience, and also from experiences of our customers. And we've, at this point, we have floated. Um, what was the number? We floated eighteen thousand. I want to say. Wow. Something like that. <laughs> eighteen thousand people we floated over That's three awesome. years. So, uh, man, we can't. It's been awesome. It really has been. It's been a great ride. And and honestly, I, I appreciate what you're doing. Uh, you got I, a great concept here, and I love the whole um uh, being a, a, a more well-rounded individual and being able to, um, learn and grow that if you're weak in one thing, you know, go learn and grow and, and, and build that up. You know, there's so many parts of life, especially as I get older, <laughs> um, there's so many parts of life. It's not just doing your job at your work, you know, it's, it's being a good friend. It's being a good mentor. It's being an educator it's being a, a listener It's being, I mean there's so many different things that we do every day that we can be better at and um, you know and learn to grow and, and, and educate yourself and being better and, and, and I think to me that's what I when I listen to your podcast that's kind of what I feel is that it's it, it ties it you're trying to get this help people understand that there's other people out there that are going through similar things and that have different experiences and being able open-minded to learn from other people to grow in your weaknesses or strengthen your strengths, you know? So I uh, really like what you're doing, man. And I appreciate the opportunity to be here and hopefully, you know, some of the stuff i talked about can, can help some of your listeners. And, and like I said, uh, you send a message to info at floatbrothers.com if you want to talk to anybody and I'll be the one to respond I'm the only one that answers those messages. So uh, I'd be loved to talk to any of you guys.
0: Awesome. Great closing comments. Thanks so much, Trey.
1: Oh, absolutely. Thank you.
0: So there you have it, guys. Trey from the Flood Brothers. Uh, Awesome guy. Awesome to take the time to sit down and and talk to me. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. I hope you guys are in the area, the panhandled area close to Destin, Oklahoma County at all. Go check out their spa. Go check out their business. Uh, give them support. It's always awesome to support local businesses. And even better if you can support a local veteran-owned business without a doubt. Please go to floatbrothers.com and check out their website. Uh, they got a really good, clean setup there. You can also book an appointment there on their website. And uh, go check them out at the Float Brothers on Instagram. Which is uh, just at Float Brothers. And if you haven't, please go check us out on the Warrior Monk Podcast on Instagram. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Same thing, Warrior Monk Podcast. Look for our logo. Give us a like. Give us a, a little reply, a little little shout out. Tag us in something uh, with a little hashtag Warrior Monk. As well as uh, let us know if you want to hear something in the future for podcast ideas or if you want to be on the podcast yourself, please reach out to us. We're looking for people to get on the podcast and have conversations with so please let's hear it thanks for listening guys and look forward to hearing from you in the future stay tuned for more episodes this is lance signing out